This is Ben C. on Griper, 718-339-6020 or 347-563-0951. And the Pasha this week was, last week was Chayasara. And we see the attributes of Sarimenu being praised and that she's a model for all of us. A mile of keeping her beauty, of keeping her midos and innocence, and her way to be proactive when she had to speak to Avram Bam Yishmoel. At the same time, behind the tent, behind, ready to listen and follow her husband. So she had everything. A woman who was proactive, at the same time knew how to deal and get along with everybody. Also in the Pasha, we see Avram passed away and a similar, similar attributes. One of Chain, favor in Hashem's eyes. Again, proactive when he had to save Lot. And yet getting along when he had to deal with Ephron. And a person has to know both. And one thing we see they both had was, of course, Yeres Hashem, Avis Hashem. They knew Hashem ran, ran the show. It's a big thing every day. We constantly say the, the thank yous, the thank yous in our walks and our talks. We'll go over this again today. But it's important to start a walk of just saying thank you. It's a moment. Stop for a second. Think. Why things are not so bad? Again, we woke up in a nice bed. And everyone's healthy. And it's a nice community. And then you can start from your toes to your head that everything is working and everything is a miracle and working at the same time. From yourself to nature, everything else. And Rambam constantly said concerning the purpose of life is to recognize Hashem. That's through the Bria. And through the chesed, which is a constant, constant, constant. A little bit we put into it, we put into it. We gain strength and amuna to deal, to deal everybody. Like a reality check. And then when you get the bumps, you're more prepared. And later on you look back at the bumps and you'll see the, the bumps helped. The story people had bumps and they became, because of the bumps, what they are. Many stories like that. You're like that. So we begin a little today to speak about these qualities of Abraham Masara. First, the proactive. We've been emphasizing this for weeks and weeks. And someone has a great rabbi years ago and about a good marriage. And the rabbi said, a good marriage, the parameter is siyatish maya. Like help from Hashem. Help from Hashem is giving you ideas on what to do. So a person asks, does that mean magic? So example was given. There was a story once, a family 35 years ago, and the government was giving them troubles for no reason. Big rabbi is trying to help. And they threatened who knows what to a certain family. And I remember years later, the father came over to me, and the husband came over and said, during those days, I had to become selfless to my wife. She was under such pressure. 
So I had to make sure every word out of my mouth was constructive. If I did anything I did so-called wrong, I would apologize until it was forgiven. And he worked day and night to make sure every word out of his mouth, he spoke his rebellion, he got advice. And then he told me now, almost 35, 40 years later, every word out of his mouth is a compliment to his wife. He's able to call her beautiful and lovely and wonderful. And she she hears it. And every compliment, walk in the house, everything could be wild. Table's clean. How do you do it? You work today and then take care of children. Or I see you're running to the grandchildren. Now how do you do it? You're a model to you. You're always running to your mother and father and taking care of them. And everything's a compliment. So maybe that's pshat. That a person who puts his guts and her guts into a certain area, like Sean Bias, put your guts into I'm gonna make this wife happy. I'm gonna work, work, work. It's not right or wrong, the issue. Show him the issue. Chizik the issue. Encouraging. She's the foundation of the home. And you have to pour in all that good stuff. All that shba and the Torah so the house could run with all that fuel. It takes work, but if you have it in you, you want to improve, you want to make it work, and you're working hard, hard, and putting down your ego when you're covered and and certain tithes, gaives, and kin, and you're putting them aside, and you're working so hard, so Shem's going to put siyat dishmaya. Well, every word out of your mouth is going to be almost a compliment. So you see, this is a big area of life. The same with children. There's such, no such thing as autopilot today. When a father walks into the house, not all everything's calm. There's too many stories you could hear someone getting turned off to something at age 14, 15. They turn off the learning, turn off the other areas, the davening, turned off the nice, very good families. Not talking about someone who's going way, so-called way off. It could happen because there's too much stimuli around today that's pulling, that's saying got to be happy and excited and look for this and this is going to, this is... So if it's status quo in the house, it's we have to put we have to up the ante. And the father and mother, but the father said, imbue in his children this simcha that we were saying before. First step is you yourself to work on your closeness to the Boreola. Work on your closeness to see Hashem in the Bria and be Dankanabishta. And second, your schedule has to be strong. Family has to see the father's schedule as a solid schedule. He's learning, he's working, he's working, and he's helping. He's a chesed. He's involved. The father has to be someone who has a really have to. We have to work on ourselves with that image of of life. The makshiv of learning, the makshiv of work, the makshiv of life. Be good to your wife and good. In general, it's all going to seep into the, the family. And that's why our involvement with the children has to be more and more than ever and ever to contradict all the tibers and gaivas out there. So we mentioned last time, man comes home and he sees the children sitting nicely. He should go over to his daughter sitting nice. He's sitting so nicely, Chaya. Every day, you just, you, I love when you're reading. 
Another one is playing on the floor. Go on the floor a few minutes. Are you building this? Why, oh, smart. What a smart guy. And whatever it is, whatever it is, encourage, encourage, proactive. Before maybe you jump to the homework where everyone's going to, I don't want to do. But you can create a relationship. I told you last week, someone has a daughter, 19. When she's little, she'd love to dance. So even now to this day, you would sit down from when she was age 10. And the music would be put on, and he'd make believe I have a thousand dollar ticket here, hundred dollar ticket, dance, and she would dance with such happiness in front of a tati, in front of a abba. And now she's nineteen, and she still does it with a happiness, and the relationship that's built and built and built. That this is my diamond, and you're a diamond, and it's hard. Because, you know, girls, for example, school, I'm always a dummy because everyone's smarter than me, everyone's more social than me, and there's so many pressures. So the Tati is like, keep pushing in. No, no, you're you're good. But not a fake good. you got to look at our good points. And Chazer and Gira, Chizuk, every day, every day, that walk, talk. And the man told me before his daughter got married, she was like 30-something. But still... Same thing he said. Every day he would give a chizuk, 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 the good things, the good things, and support, and listen, listen, listen. And even lunches together, lots and lunches, lunches together. And, and then he told me when his daughter got married years ago already, he said, at the chuppah, so his daughter decided to close the door of the bridal room and tell everyone to get out except for her father. Uh, I said, Tati, I want to dance with you. Then a little song dealing with a chuppa and a... they hugged and cried. Afterwards, he thought, Rebbeim taught me right. You put your guts, your guts into your children, your guts. No autopilot business. And you keep pushing and hard and hard and hard, cry and give and give and hug and hug and hug. And you see... You see what happens. You know, the guy told me he did it. His 20-year-old daughter did the same thing, a similar thing, close to similar thing. So it's for all of us, proactive, proactive in the home, father and mother, proactive with each other. Who can complement each other? Who can compliment each other? But MS more becomes a way of the home. No other way works. Complaining doesn't work and... You did this, or I don't like the way you do this, or raising the voices. It just doesn't work. Some of the mother gets excited. We understand. But the children and work, and it's emotional, that stuff. But the proactiveness between husband and wife, big time, and with the children, big time. Maybe the children also will start encouraging each other, believe it or not. You can tell the older ones to encourage the younger ones. I know families have done that. And the older ones, by being involved, the young ones had encouraged and built up boys and girls who were kind of weak. But the older brothers and sisters did it. Proactive, proactive. And even parents with grandchildren. You should call up your children every day, every other day, or once a week. Make sure you speak to all your children. Make sure and you give them chizuk. You're the best father. You're the best wife. Keep throwing it out and talk about the children. Children get older, grandchildren, talk to them too. I know a rabbi, every Thursday night, he's a Ramilla man. We call, 
<clears throat> a conference call to all his children. He and I, I think, have 10 or so. So we grandchildren to a conference call, and he would speak for a half hour to everybody Thursday nights. Imagine that. This is the Zayda speaking, Papa and the Zayda speaking. It's proactive, creating, 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 creating involvement. That your father is always your father, mother always your mother, no matter what. You can start anytime, all the time. So that way we can push. And that attitude also can go to work too. At the work, you're the one who doesn't complain. You're the one who's always looking positive. You're the one who's giving chizuk. Why not? The bosses, employees, employers. There's so much you can do. So much, so much. So you should go right in that area. It's proactive. And the second area with that is the one of chain, the favor of how to get along with others and how to deal with rough situations. And again, you yourself have to be strong. Again, your schedule has to be strong. Your moon and be talking. You got to work on yourself. Be, to try to perform a manuchas and nefesh, a certain calmness of mind. To work on ourselves big time. Ask for advice. Look for, look for this for him. There's so many different ways. And again, looking at the Bria and thinking that Chesed Hashem and saying what's constructive out of your mouth. Constructive, but don't say it. There's ways and ways. And as we do this, and again, proactive, proactive helps. And then as you walk into your home, whatever situation, I call it numb. But that's proactive. And how to deal. Abraham told a certain story. This certain young man was in a dormitory, and a new roommate came. New roommate came from out of town. His out of town roommate was starting to play this little. Game. It was talking about must be thirty years ago, at least. And played with gadgets and stayed up late at night. And every time Abraham Tamba would say something. He throw it, throw things at him, yell at him. So he went to Rabbi Bragg, what should I do? So Rabbi said to him, next time he throws something, pick it up, put it back where it goes, and give him a hug. So the young man said, Rabbi, understand? Rabbi, understand? Again, next time he throws something, pick it up, put it back in his place, give him a hug. Third time he asked, I can't do it. Again, pick it up, Put it in his place. Give him a hug. He decided to do it. Do it. Uh, maybe 30 years ago, so maybe the generation was a little different. But he threw something. Picked up in his place. Gave him a hug. Did it a few times. And it seemed like the other man, the other Rebbe saw the other boys very frustrated about something, something, something. Something, something, something. And I give him a hug said, someone thinks you're Okay. Someone thinks you're okay. And it's a it's a big thing. And a certain boy became a father. And he said the same thing happened to him once. He came home. His little son came home from school, five-year-old or something, and was so angry. Got a crayon and colored this and knocking doors and throwing things. I don't know what kidding his brothers and and he, would, he said, I threatened him, I put him in his room, and et cetera, et cetera. At the end of the night, the end of the night, he was ready to go to sleep. 
son said, my Rebbe yelled at me today. My Rebbe yelled at me today. So then he remembered what Rabbi Brock said. Something was bothering the boy. Right or wrong, whatever it is, was bothering the boy. When he came home, he gave him a hug. Give him a hug, give him a hug. Even though he was doing wrong. What's the matter, what's the matter, what's the matter? It could have been a different boy. A different boy. So we have to see. There's ways to deal with situations. An example has a child comes in and called the other day and said, back in a car, I mean, all the boy was a little jealous, a younger boy started hitting him. And then when he took him out of the car, he wouldn't want to come out of the car. And he goes, what did you do to see your brother? And everything was done, seemed very normal. And the parents are excellent parents. They came into the house and again, what did you do this? Sit down. And then he started getting more angry, the boy, and threw things and a whole bunch of things, a whole bunch, until he couldn't go to, didn't go to sleep at night, went undressed, and then they'd hold him down, the whole thing. And so maybe, I'm not sure there's so many alternatives, and sometimes we just can't do anything, and you try your best and just calm things down. But we're talking, maybe when he did that to his younger brother. First response is first, you have to get the younger brother away. Away. Away from the issue. Away from the problem. Before you say anything. Try to dis- diffuse the problem and get rid of the so-called the victim. That's one. And then, as you, the other child's still ranting. And if you can give him a hug or something, what's the matter? What happened, honey? What happened? What happened? That you got, that might help. And if you can't get near that, you can use your feelings and say, I, I don't understand what happened. And I'll speak to Abba later. But then try to change the mode in the home. With the youngest children, maybe play a game. And... Or bake, or try to change the the mood, the mood, the mood as fast as you can. Because what happens is when someone gets in the mood, even adults, you know this already. Your wife just said about something. All of a sudden, you're late. You get a bigger bop. Or someone says something. Husband comes home, but hard day at work. A big difference. If he comes home, he just won a million dollar check. He walks in. No matter what's happening, hey everybody. Oh, he just found out. Hashem, he lost his job. He walks in. And someone says the same exact words. Keep quiet. Oh, so we all are like that. But little children, or younger adults, are even more. I think <laughs> even more because they're just so. If the mood is not is is real negative, it could be jealousy, it'd be many things. What's the matter? Stop doing it. What do you do it for? This, unfortunately, we wish it would work, but it ignites the fire sometimes, and the mood continues, continues. So somehow to diffuse by taking the other child away. I know this is a matter of time, maybe you want to give him a hug, or just stay, stay away, let him, and try to play, and get a mood of the home, a mood of the situation to change. Happened the other day in the room, the boy was acting out of out in the room. 
real angry, wouldn't do any work. So teacher sent him out. Then they spoke to a certain rabbi outside. And the rabbi, like, changed the topic real quick. Somehow changed, and it made him happy. We can go out and maybe get some money if you do this or whatever he said. And he went back in the room and did his work. So to change, change you being calm, diffusing the problem, and trying to start a new mood. What do you mean he's going to get away? He's not going to get away with it so fast. Don't worry about it. And then later on when he's calmer and he's in a happy mood. And then he gave him a hug. I said, what happened today? How can we avoid it? Uh, okay, what do you think? So you're talking from love and calmness and everything else. Maybe, maybe, maybe. First of all, you have a different night altogether before that. But also, maybe, 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 little by little, maybe he'll let out something to you. Maybe he'll say something you don't know. Many times, uh, situations are much different than you think. One Rebbe in a school who takes boys out, he told me almost every situation everyone complains about the boy, the issue is something else. Could be someone's bothering him in the room. Could be his home. Someone beat him up at home. Could be he didn't get snack. He didn't eat. The Rebbe spoke loud to him. I can't see the board so well. I mean, the gamut, the gamut, the gamut. Same here. His reaction, we really don't know what it is. So a little bit of this calm, direct way, maybe, 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 could help. But the idea, again, the siyatishmaya, siyatishmaya, I want to get along. I want to see how, how to work with him. So if a method's not working, doesn't mean you're not right. But if we have to work on another method. So it's important two things we learn today. One is that proactive. There's one more note concerning when you deal with the boy later, or the boy, when he's, everyone's calm and a little happier, first thing you call him a sadik. You're a sadik, you're sadik. Your actions, uh, the actions I, I don't understand, I, not you. So you should know he's a sadik. And a good idea too, on Shabbos tables and talks or night stories, you should constantly emphasize these thoughts without anyone being, you know, pointed. And people hear Shabbos talks like this and night stories like this, you'll see that always has a positive effect, positive effect. So again, let's review a little bit. First we see, I'm a Sarah, that's the proactive. They were proactive in when Abram had to go to war, he went to war. When Sarah had to tell Abram, let take Ishmael away, proactive. Active has to be, again, based on yourself. You have to have a muna. Build your own muna in Hashem. And look over your life and get to talking to Hashem. And then realize, to go and be proactive. I'm going to create positive situations. Positive. Child sitting there, you go over. Wife, compliment. And you're constantly thinking about how to make the home better. Positive. You're coming home exhausted. I mean, beyond exhausted. So take a little donut before you come in or something. 
But if you can create a with a proactive attitude, you'll see you'll you'll pump yourself up. Again, we could be proactive for a thousand dollars, for a million dollars, easy. So that's the proactive part. That's you push, push, put, push with your wife, with your children. Give them that time. Give them that walk, that talk, that listening ear. Give them time to listen. Once Paula said to me, he's working with his child, and he said, I could be doing so many other things, but I love you, so I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> Sorry, that's all backwards. It's priorities, everybody. I learned this from Professor Bragg told me once. Chesed starts at home. So, Chesed, children. And you have to work that Panasa second, and Torah, Torah, Torah. These are the three priorities before we run, answer phones, or do anything. So if you come home and you're proactive with your mate and proactive with the children and the children to the parents and to sibling, we try to create this mode of helping and encouraging. Parent could do it. Could do it. He's the quietest parent. So you create a really constructive, positive atmosphere and usually that will help pull through even the, the harder times because you're always trying to create. There's going to be time to yell at each other and fight with each other. But it'll be, you're not going to let the situation create you, create itself. You're going to try to create, create, create. Abba comes in, they're going to know right away this constructive, positive, they can ask him for help. It's a whole big thing. The mother's the bias, the, the home, she's the home, they have a home. And the second part is how to get along. Again, when you come into a situation in the house, you're on your way to your house, you're, you want to create the situation. And when you walk into the situation, we mentioned this story a little while ago. First of all, you have to become numb. I'm not going to react. I'm not going to have to be calm. Maybe Again, you have to take a little nap or something before you walk in. The wife has a little nap or something before the kids come home. Something, a little bit. Because many times we react because we're nervous. I know a person on a fast day, he told me he doesn't open his mouth in the classroom when he's teaching. Why? Because he knows he's not going to be the same. So you come in, try to be calm. A little bit inside, you. And numb. We just had the scenario with the boy was kicking his brother in the back of the car in a whole big fight. So how to react? We can try a different route. The yelling and screaming, usually the mood keeps it up. You're keeping up the mood. We have to change, change the mood. First, get away the person who's being so-called hit and hurt. Get him away from the situation. Give him that hug. Just bring him away. Then the other person, you look at them with a... I don't feel comfortable. I'm not sure exactly what happened. And then try to just change the South Beach Abba later. But then you're going to go into a whole different mood, a whole different atmosphere, create, create a whole situation. To, you can talk to the other kids, but they'll join in too. Let's go in. Come on. I want to make a cake now. Let's go in. Come on. We'll listen to the music. Come on. Let's uh, play a game. I'm going to tell, oh, I got a story for everybody or whatever it is. Or if they're older, again, you can bake a cake. You come in trying to change the whole atmosphere. The whole atmosphere, if you can. If the one who hit, if he's, when you come in and you're changing the atmosphere, you can give him a surprise hug. A surprise hug. Let, let him feel, feel the hug. Because the hug will calm him down tremendously. And then, as the, the night progresses 
And everyone is, you're changing the moods. And then when you talk to your, your child, later on when the moods is changed, you diffuse the problem, you change the mood. And you gave him that hug too, why not? The hug has nothing to do with the, what he did wrong. You love him. And you address him, Sadek, Sadek, Sadekis, you're Sadekis. His action, I didn't understand it. How can I help? Give him a hug again. And you'll see, they might say, oh, it's happened in the school maybe. Oh, I, I'm so upset. And all of a sudden you'll see it has nothing to do with it except the brother stepped on his toe and everything else came up. And older children do the same thing, same thing. And we can see how haslocha, haslocha in this, haslocha. And put your guts, we said, see Adishmaya, depends on guts, put everything into your, your wife and, child and husband, put everything into your children. And everything, all this, what we just said, proactive and how to, how to work on diffusing and getting along and changing moods and being a calm situation, dealing with people fairly and properly. And then we can see tremendous results. She's going to give you ideas. And give milk and nefesh, siyatishmaya, halacha, and all your areas of life. The Ben Sion Gripe is 718-339-6020 or 347-563-0951. Feel free to call. And you should have a slocha and brocha. And everything, rokni and gashmias.